Hey folks, Jamin here. You are on the Insecurity Project. Today my guest is the wonderful Tim Dwyer. Tim is a world-class business growth specialist, a consultant, entrepreneur, mentor, keynote speaker, and business leader with a career spanning over 25 years. Tim's worked with thousands of clients across global brands, large corporates, SMEs, and entrepreneurs. As head of Telstra's strategy for the SME sales division, he was part of a dynamic team behind the growth of a $2.4 billion portfolio. From there, he specialized as a revenue and growth expert at Sherlaw's and ultimately became the CEO there for four years. Now, he's the group partner at Business of Brand. I met Tim as part of the KPI Business Accelerator with Dent Global I'm currently doing. And his five-minute hot seat with me at the start of the product day changed my life. It, it was an extraordinary experience. I would describe it as a spiritual experience. And from there, I knew I had to interview this guy and explore the depth of of character that he is that's allowed him to be where he is today so i'm sure you'll enjoy this conversation we talked about the hero's journey and really unpacked how that applies to each of our lives we talked about the two coexisting paradigms of fear and love that we can live out of we talked about the wonder and joy of connecting with mentors and coaches over the years and the dynamic role they play in unlocking aspects of potential and performance we talked about colluding with doubters and how to deal with bullies and just really being aware of the negative influence that some people can make, that not everybody is cheering you on wanting the best for you. There are some people to be avoided and moved on from your life. So we covered a lot of topics. I'm sure you'll find this a spiritual conversation and one with great value for your own journey in overcoming insecurity. Now on to the interview. You're listening to The Insecurity Project. Solving the insecurity problem at a global level. This podcast is a mixture of interviews, coaching sessions, and personal development content. You'll hear me chat with experts, authors, speakers, and individuals who've gone on to do great things in their life as a result of working through their insecurity. You'll hear brave souls being willing to have a live coaching demonstration recorded where they work through their insecurity. And you'll hear 10 Minute Tuesday, which is a chance for me to deliver high quality personal development content to help you on your journey. I hope you find it useful. Now on to today's show. I've got Tim Dwyer with me today, which is a real treat. I, I met Tim at a business accelerator program I'm doing with Dent Global and his uh, five minute hot seat time with me was life changing. And uh, you know, from that moment, I was like, I'd, I'd love to have a chance to have a conversation. So really grateful that you've made the time available today, Tim, to talk about this important subject of overcoming insecurity. Thanks so much. Yeah, yeah you're most welcome. Um, so one of the things that intrigued me about you on that day at, at uh, KPI was just your um, yeah, your commitment to your own personal growth journey. And you made a comment that you've invested a lot of that over the years and, and that some of the most important people in your world have been those key mentors and coaches over the years who have helped you uh, work on you as an individual. And I think that's, that's still pretty rare in today's world. I think it makes a lot of sense to me to be investing in personal development and growth. Um, but there are a lot of people that underplay that and just kind of sail through, uh, you know, best they can. So obviously personal development has been really important to you for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I come from the philosophy that um, uh, we are our, our greatest asset mm, um, yeah. and that we're here. The, the journey of life is a journey of um, uh, working out of self-discovery, finding out who we are, uh, whilst also having a, a positive impact on the world. 
Um, and the only way you can really do that is if you if you if you work on yourself. Um, and working yeah. on yourself means uh, improving yourself as every single day. I mean, uh, we're all born kind of naive, um, and uh, it's all about growing up. Um, and uh, I, I still feel I haven't even really grown up yet. So, <laughs> um, and that's that's part of the journey. And, and personal development certainly helps that. Well, speaking of growing up, all my guests, I'm fascinated by the origin story and what you had to work with growing up. So tell us a bit about your childhood and the role your parents played in establishing you as a human being and instilling beliefs inside you. So tell us a bit about where it began for you. Yeah, yeah so um, so I, I was very fortunate. Uh, um, uh, uh, one lotto, so to speak, when it comes to um, uh, my family, my upbringing. Um, so it was, a very, it was a very good one. It was uh, very solid, uh, very loving parents. Um, uh, that still enjoy their company today and they're in their late 80s. Hmm. Um, and uh, they, they gave me uh, a very solid grounding um, in terms of um, uh, values, uh, in terms of being honest uh, about, about doing the right thing um, and uh, working hard. So they, they had very uh, hard, strong work ethic. Um, and uh, but also making sure that you, you have time to have fun and, and, and you enjoy enjoy the journey. Uh, my father was, was was always away. He was always working hard. But what he prided himself on was making sure that we always had good holidays. Um, so we we travelled around the world. We um, travelled to different islands. Uh, we had fantastic experiences during those holidays um, when, when he was able to uh, to be home with us. So and then my mother, of course. Um, in those days, uh, uh, the mothers were stay-at-home mums, um, and yeah. uh, she just did an amazing job of um, uh, looking after us and making sure that we were all uh, healthy and happy. So yeah, so yeah, wow. it was a really solid, solid grounding. So it was, uh, I was extremely grateful for it. Hmm. Um, yeah. And so then, did that help you emerge as a naturally confident kid? Were you were you confident to, um, you know? back yourself and explore the world on your own or, or were there times where you felt like you were afraid and timid or you just you just emerged naturally confident from your childhood yeah no i was, I was pretty confident uh so could get out there and do anything really well almost anything um so uh and i was always itching to leave home too um yeah, right. so uh, yeah so i actually put myself up to be a boarder at school um because it was the travel to and from school was quite a long one and I wanted to row and play rugby and all that sort of stuff. And so I asked if I could be uh, sort of bored for my last two years. So, um, and then when I uh, finished school, I went to a, a residential college out of Bathurst. So uh, I was always wanting to get out of the home uh, and, and do my own thing um, as soon as I possibly could. Uh, but also know, knowing that the home was always there, uh, the foundation was always there, was very comforting. Um, so I was able to do that uh, quite quite easily, and then as soon as I finished uni, I did a year of work, and then went travelling for a year uh, to go yeah, wow. to look around the world, and, and had a great time doing that before coming home and actually starting to uh, think about careers and what I'd do with myself. Yeah, well, so, I mean, obviously you described it as winning the lotto. You had a, a beautifully loving foundation and a really healthy one. Is there anything particularly that stands out if you were to deconstruct that? Um, anything particularly that was modelled, anything particularly that was said that really got inside you that um, 
enabled you to be so confident and keen to get into the world? Yeah, um, my, my dad said something to me when we were in a car. Remember the, the, the trip? Uh, and he said to me, look, son, just whatever you choose to do, just choose to be the best at it. Um, and uh, now that was a big thing for my father to say because um, I was the youngest of four uh, and dad was an engineer and, uh, and a town planner. Um, he, he built half of Canberra actually. Um, oh really? And yeah, yeah. So uh, um, uh, and uh, anyway, so he, my, my other two brothers were encouraged to go into um, engineering. Okay. Um, and follow follow in the, the father's like like could could like my my grandfather was also an engineer or a town planner. Um, so there was a family tradition there, and uh, when Dad just took the one look at me and goes, "Nah, <laughs> uh, I'll never be an engineer. It, my my schooling was never up to that sort of standard and that sort of technique. So I wasn't the best student uh, when it comes to math and and science and all that sort of stuff. So he realised that I wasn't going to be uh, an engineer and follow in the family footsteps. So he said, "Mate, but don't care what you're going to do. Just be be the best at it." And uh, wow. I've, I've sort of uh, taken that philosophy and. And uh, when I chose to, to, to go into, uh, leave the corporate world and go into uh, business advisory and, 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 and business ownership, um, uh, I, just, um, I made the conscious choice that that time that I would be the best business person I could possibly be. Hmm. And that served you well? It is, it is so far. <laughs> yeah, great. It's not, without its, it's not without its challenges, though, I've got to say. When, when it, whenever you choose a vision and choose to be the best at something, uh, what shows up is all the worst. Yeah, well, tell us about that because I, um, you know, it's a beautiful statement, a beautiful sentiment to go be the best. And obviously, um, there there is not everything gets out of your way, and not everything just lays down. And says, "Oh, cool, someone's here to be the best. We'll just let them go do that." Um, yeah. So I'm particularly interested in how that, uh, you know, that pursuit of being the best um, came up against your own belief system. Were there times where you kind of questioned, "Do I have what it takes to be the best?" Was there moments when insecurity and fear kind of um, really challenged that statement your dad had put in your heart? And kind of limited you along the way. Um, yeah. So let me just firstly let me clarify. When I say the best, um, it's not in competition to someone else. I just want to clarify. Okay. That. It's the best. It's the best I can be. Great. Um, so it's the, to do the best I can. Um, and 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 choosing a craft and choosing something that you that you're really passionate about. Well, then naturally you'll. Uh, you'll, 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 you'll develop that talent. So it's not in competition. So it's the best I can be. Yeah, um, good now, now, with, with that, um, it's uh, with, when you're choosing to go on a path, I mean, uh, what I've learned through my personal development side of things is uh, life is the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is uh, you, you can't achieve uh, great outcomes unless you go through adversity. adversity. Um, I don't. I don't think you'll ever speak to anyone that's got to success without um, having a, a hell of a ride to get there. Yeah. Um, and and the re- the reason why that is because that that's the way the world works. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna choose to create something and create a vision, um, what naturally, as I said before, what naturally shows up is all the the why nots will, will come in your way, and you have to push those why nots out of the way. 
um, so, so that therefore you can actually achieve what you're setting to achieve. And that's how, that's how you make real change. Mm. I mean, uh, the, I love the hero's journey and I'm, I think it's a wonderful metaphor for personal development, yet there are many people who are really terrified to say yes to the call to adventure and who are afraid of even beginning the hero's journey or may have had steps into it in the past and it's gone bad. They've, they've come up against opposition and challenge and they've retreated back to safety. And um, so what was it that enabled you to push into those challenges and let those challenges, you know, really shape uh, you? Are there any insights yeah. you've got around how you did that well? Yeah, well, there's a couple of philosophies that I've learned from, from various teachers. Um, and the first, the first one is everything that you want is on the other side of fear. So okay. um, uh, there's two paradigms in the world, uh, and we live in both of them. Uh, one paradigm is fear, and the other paradigm is love. So yeah. um, uh, on fear, when, when, when you, uh, uh, life is about building capability and building skill uh, and building energy. Um, and uh, in doing that, you have, to, you, have to, you have to overcome, you have to make mistakes, you have to fall over. Um, so the analogy I like using is um, uh, if, if, if I was to give you uh, uh, put $20 million on a building and then put you on another building 30 metres away and you're 20 stories yeah. up and I put a tightrope across, across the, the way to, to bridge the gap and said, yeah. righto, if you want the $20 million, um, go get it. Uh, but you have to walk across the tightrope. And yeah. I say to people, would you do it? And the answer to most people, and occasionally someone will uh, be a bit smart and say, yeah, they'll do it, but in real life, no, no one would ever do it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the reason they won't do it is because they'll die, yeah. um, not because, because they don't have capability. Now, if I give you Philippe Petit, who was the guy that did the walk uh, between yeah, the Twin yeah. Towers in New York uh, and gave you him to train you until you were supremely confident, um, would you do it then? And most people sort of say yes. Um, now, the thing that stops us from doing it in the first place is the first layer of fear. Now, the first layer of fear is doubt. So when we have doubt, doubt is our friend. Fear, fear is our friend. Fear is not to be feared in another way, uh, so to speak. Yeah, sure. so, uh, but, but the first layer of fear when it goes to building capability is doubt. Now, when we have doubt, that's, that's when I actually get excited, when, when I find myself doubting myself, because it means okay. that I've just discovered a skill that, I've got, a skill that I can now go develop. Right, so so um, uh, when, when you've got doubt, you, you, you hit the fear side of things, you work out what you're doubtful about, and then you go, right, oh, where can I go find someone that can show me uh, how to do this and to remove my doubt and to give me confidence? Mm. Well, whereas most people would, would have doubt show up and they're oh, because I'm doubting, that means it's a sign to run away. You're Correct. saying doubt's a sign to press in. You go, what what I need yeah. to learn? Who can show me this? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and a lot of people, when they have doubt, they'll collude. So um, you've got to be really careful of this, of collusion. Um, so, uh, and, and parents can do this a little bit as well. I mean, that, parents parents mean well for, for us as yeah. as as children and they always want to protect us 
but they always, always want us to be safe. Yep. Um, so, so to be safe uh, means that you don't expand. Mm. And we have to get out, we have to get out of our comfort zones, um, and so th- therefore we've got to push ourselves to different limits. Um, and, and in doing that, uh, we have to we have to remove ourselves from our parents and be our own person, um, and remove ourselves from our friends and be our own person, uh, because our friends want to protect us as well. So uh, a lot of this stuff is um, uh, you, you you can't listen to other people's opinions. Uh, you, you need to know your own direction and and your own pathway, um, and 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 deal with your own doubts and overcome them by building capability. Uh, when when you hmm. when you go on your own journey to do that, uh, you'll create your own um, you'll create amazing outcomes. Um, if you sit in collusion, and collusion can show up in friends, collusion can show up in uh, workplaces where people sort of say we can't do that because we don't know how. Um, that's when uh, it's the how conversation where people say we can't do it because we, we don't know how. As soon as that happens, then uh, all, all progression stops. And yeah, well, it's a collusion. Just to unpack that word to make sure we've fully got it, because obviously it's an important word. Is just this sense of agreeing, making an agreement with the doubt. Is that like collectively? Correct. Yeah. So. Yeah. So people then start talking about, well, we, we want to create this business, or we want to go here, uh, but if I don't know how to get there, well, then I'm not going to, I'm not going to commit to it. Yeah. Um, so, so, uh, and if you don't have commitment, then you won't build capability. Mm, yeah. yeah. They're they're all intertwined. <laughs> so um, if 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 I'm uh, building a twelve million dollar business, um, and that twelve million dollar business is going to have, say. 60 to 100 employees, um, and it's going to be a national. Uh, it's going to, ha- and I can see the structure in my head, and uh, I can see my brand. I can see all of the things that I'm going to do with it. If you then start doing it, and then everyone in, in the office sort of says, "Well," and we're sitting, and you say you're sitting at 1.2 mil, and everyone goes, "Well, I, I'm not going to commit to a 12 million dollar to that sort of growth until you show me how." Yeah. Right, so, so therefore, someone's going to actually work out the how to, to then bring the naysayers along. Whereas I say to people, no, no, commit to it, and then what's going to show up straight away is all the things that's going to stop you from getting there. Yeah. Um, and and they're the things that you have to work on and push through. Um, and so that's that's the, that's the, that's the gift when all the stuff that shows up to show you why you can't do it is is where you need to lean in to go, okay, how do I overcome those can'ts? That's extraordinary. Um. It's such a, a common experience. I've never heard it described so elegantly, elegantly, eloquently, both of them. Uh, I, I have people that get stuck in the how all the time because, um, you know, I talk about rewriting your story and exploring the origins of agreements you've made with words against you that, that have limited you until they're right, that's, that's excellent, but how do I do that? How do I love myself? How do I build self-esteem? And so they get paralyzed in the how and then they do collude with other people who've never found out a way to do it either, and it becomes impossible. Yet this sense of right um, doubt shows up. Excellent, what I need to learn off the back of a commitment to go. I must find a way, uh, and, and I'm going to like that. You know, necessity is the mother of all invention. I love that that saying because it just yeah. everything of value has been created has been done off the back of people who have not got stuck in a how. They've gone. I'm going to do this. I don't know how, uh, but I'm going to work out 
build my capabilities, and then yeah. go, the how will emerge. Yeah, exactly. And and it's amazing when you, when you set an intention. I had a, uh, a fantastic coach by the name of Colin Clark, um, right. who, who is now I think he's retired on, down to Byron Bay, but um, uh, he really did uh, put he pulled me apart. Um, and he showed me, yeah, it, it, like he, he, he does a three-month session, and, and uh, says by the end of the three months, Tim, you, you'll know you, you'll know your path. Yeah. Um, and so the first six weeks, he just listened to me. Right. And then he gave me a report. He said, "Now be gentle on yourself when you read this report, Tim." <laughs> said, right. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, and and what the report said was, um, I had so much blame and judgment. Um, even though that I thought that I was um, self-aware, um, I yeah. didn't. I couldn't see how much blame and judgment I actually did still have in my body. Um, and blame and d- judgment is what stops us from stepping into our true power. Yeah. Um, and uh, and, it's, and 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 and, it's, and just it just grinds us to to a halt. Um, so uh, so I acknowledge that. So so when when you when you want to personally develop and personally change, you have to flip across from judgment to awareness and acknowledgement. Mm. Um, so if I, actually I'll just give you the, this quick framework. So um, uh, on on the side of fear. Um, when, when you're in a fear space, you're, you're often in denial. Uh, you, you're, okay. you're walking around the world judging everything. Um, you're then trying to control your world. Um, there's a whole lot of reactions going on inside the body whenever someone says anything or, or whether, whenever you think negative thoughts about yourself or whatever. Um, and then what happens is there's no positive action that, that results from that. So that's what I call unconscious change. When, when you move into conscious change, um, you, you bring things to awareness of why they exist and why it's happening. Um, then you acknowledge it for what it is, um, and that's from, from the acknowledgement space where there's no judgment of the past. Um, then you can choose a new future. Mm. Um, it's when we judge our past that we hold ourselves into a pattern, because what we then do is we justify our previous decisions and previous actions. And that then keeps us in the pattern because we're just trying to justify that we were right in the first place. When in actual fact, if you let go of the judgment, then you can just acknowledge it for what it is and go, okay, that was me in in the past. Um, I've got the the opportunity to make a new choice for me in the future. Now, um, when Colin gave me the report, uh, and, 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 and this is where you need external feedback in my view, um, yep. And when Colin gave me the report, I went, wow, I didn't realize that I still had that much judgment and, and, and that much blame in my body about the things <laughs> that were going on in my world. So um, so I just sat with that for a couple of weeks. And then when I, I went back to my uh, next meeting with him, and he goes, how are you going? I said, I'm good. I'm ready to go. Um, <laughs> and then we uh, started drawing out my new future. Um, and... Uh, and we, we spent the next six weeks drawing that out, and to this and this was 12 months ago. Yeah. And I looked at I looked at the, the, uh, the piece of paper that we that I that um, he then typed up and sent me, which I then put on my vision board I mean, in my office. And I looked at it this morning, and I said, "Wow, uh, I've, I've almost achieved all of it, <laughs> or, or I'm, cer- I'm certainly on the pathway to it." Um, and, mm. uh, and 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 it's not vision, it's not goals. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a list of intentions. 
So I don't say I'm going to have $20 million by this X point. That's a goal. Uh, yep. A vision is the intention um, and, the, and the grounding that you create that then creates the outcome. So could you give us an example of an intention as opposed to a goal? For goals to earn $20 million by, by X, what would be the intention yeah. behind that goal? Uh, hang on a minute. I'll go, I'll go get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so, um, so the intention is like, okay, so I want to, I want to, uh, to, so there's a list of them. Um, so, uh, I choose the end result of living my full potential. So that's an intention. Yeah. Uh, I choose the end result of living a life of freedom, playfulness, and humor. Hmm. Um, I choose the end result of being a pre- the pre- pre- predominant creative force in my life. Uh, I choose the end result of being healthy, uh, which is physically, mentally, and emotionally. Uh, I choose the end result of being wealthy, which is physically, includes financially, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So they're all intentions. Yeah. There's, there's no numbers. There's, there's, there's a list of 13. I won't go all of them. But, um, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. But, but there's, there's ones that cover my, my relationship with my wife. Uh, there's yeah. ones that uh, uh, well, I, I read. That I choose the end result of being, being supported by my wife, so little Jackie. Um, uh, I choose the end result of uh, my my kids' learnings and my children's, and, and giving my all my learnings to my children, so that they can be the mm-hmm. most awesome version of themselves. So they're, they're they're all intentions, and and that's that's the vision, because vision vision is is never ending. Um, and when you when you set the intention, um, then then all of the outcomes start showing up around you, not straight away, uh, because you've you've got in order to do that, you you've got to then overcome the challenges that stops all of that from happening. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Did I lose mm, you? It's wonderful. No, no, you didn't. No, I'm just. Um, <laughs> I I was reflecting. Uh, in a moment of gratitude, just thinking about the, the wonder of having key people like that in your world in the right season. And I think that is a key part of the hero's journey as well. There is, in built into that um, framework, is a is a wisdom character, someone that comes alongside yeah. at the right time um, to give yeah. you the tools, the frameworks, the insights that help you go be the hero. And I, I just yeah. think it's such an, an extraordinary gift when you encounter those people along your journey and you open yourself to their um well their rebuke and their feedback and their honesty and their objectivity yeah. it, it is a brutal yeah, process guides. i could it is, it's, it is. It's, but, the, but there's guides along the way all the, yeah. all the way along the way for everyone there's guides there yeah. that you're just going to as, as you say you've just got to have your have your awareness and and your your eyes open to them um and and and, and they can be just someone that you meet briefly uh, that says something, and you go, wow, okay, there's something in that for me. Absolutely, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Is uh, Exactly. It rings so true. It's just yeah. these people are in our world, and when you're ready, they show up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you mentioned the the fear paradigm is one of the, the prevailing paradigms, the love paradigm. Can you just unpack a bit about that for us as well? Yeah, so... so um uh, the, the fear, fear paradigm. Uh, Lorna Patton was one of the first personal development people that I that I learned a lot from many many years ago, um, and she showed showed us around the fear and, and the love paradigm. So the fear paradigm is the blame paradigm, which is where you sit in victim 
rescuer uh, uh, persecutor, um, mm-hmm. and that's that, that comes out of Cartman's drama triangle. The drama triangle, so, yes. No, well. Yeah, yeah. So if you, if you look at the, look up Cartman with a K, uh, drama triangle, you'll you'll, you'll see a, a representation of uh, how fear plays out and how people mm. can can buy into fear and, and and how you can play with it, which is um, the negative side of fear. Not the, not the positive side of fear. Um, but then on the other side of fear, there's then the love paradigm. Um, and that comes from uh, knowing or from the belief that we create the whole of our own reality. Okay. Uh, so if, if, are you familiar with that, that philosophy? Oh, I've never heard it explained like that, but definitely familiar with that idea. Yeah, so so in our world, if, if you take... Uh, this is our immediate world, right? So, I mean, uh, so in our world, uh, we create everything that, that happens around us, uh, and mm. we respond to that. So, um, the, the love love paradigm says, well, we're here to learn, we're here to give, uh, and we're here to create. Um, so, we create all of our own reality. Right? So, um, everything that happens around us and to us. Uh, is something that we've actually chosen in some way. Now it's a pretty big mm. philosophy, you know, pretty big, yes, pretty yeah. deep. I mean, because a lot of it, a lot of the stuff that we create is happening underneath the surface and we can't see it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so uh, uh, when when things are showing up in our world, it's coming from our beliefs. So uh, if 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 you're not, if people aren't achieving the sort of financial rewards that they expect of themselves, then Something underneath them, uh, in their in their own being, uh, is letting them know that uh, uh, that's what they believe they're worth. So it's a, it's yeah. a, that's an unconscious belief. Uh, so it's all about working out, and everything comes back to uh, uh, stuff that we 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 learn, unfortunately, or we learn as kids uh, because that's what starts off the, the whole hero's journey in the first place, um, and that's the fact that we're not lovable and we're not valuable. Um, where in actual fact the opposite is true, uh, but mm. when when the unconscious uh, part of the body and the brain is running the show, it's then it's it's running that show that we're not lovable and we're not valuable. So therefore, I won't create the success that I know that I'm worth. So mentally, you might go, yeah, I'm going to go create 20 million bucks, but um, underneath the surface, the, you, you, your engine's going no, in hell like hell you are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. It's, so, so you've got to you've got to uncover those those unconscious beliefs, and then change yes. them. Yes. Um, that's so good. I'm I'm loving the Four Agreements. Don Miguel Ruiz. Have you come oh, across that yeah. book? Yeah, it's excellent. A, yeah, the Four Agreements. That's really a, good. It's it's yeah. very hard to live by. Oh my God. That is well, such, well, such a powerful book. And if, if you can live by that book, wow. Yeah, absolutely. I think the best stuff is simple and hard. Yeah. Um, but yep. but his 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 piece on yeah, uh, exploring those unconscious agreements that you made with fear, uh, and then go rewriting them and transitioning over to the love paradigm. So you set yourself free to learn, to create, and to give. Were they the three words that you you yep. use to define the love? Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. That's beautiful. Um. Are there particular books that you found useful along the way that have really added to your depth of knowledge and experience in, in the personal development space? Um, 
I, I, I'm not a huge reader, uh, so um, I, uh, I, I pick up different books uh, at different points of the time and uh, and, yeah. and read them. Um, uh, I've, I've read some fascinating books and gone, yep, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, uh, it's like it's like the secret. Um, I don't know if you've read that one. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but the secret, the secret. I read that one. I said that's really that's really cool. And then I realised, hang on a minute, it's missing a really important component, which is, yeah. have you heard of Be Do Have? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so so, uh, and, and this is part of the setup of the world sort of thing. So a lot of people will, will um, go. Uh, when I when I have the big house and the most successful business and all that sort of stuff, then then I can be happy. Yeah. Uh, so so it's a have be conversation. So then in order to have, then I have to do, which means I have to work really really hard. Um, yeah. And, and then and then that'll make me happy. When people then get the big house and the big car and all that sort of stuff, when they get there, they realise they go, oh my god, uh, that wasn't what I. That, that hasn't made me happy, so it must have been something else. So they keep chasing um, the, the the dream, so to speak, and, but not realising that they're just in a pattern, and they're in they're in a pattern that's not going to serve them. Whereas if you flip that and you go, okay, I want to choose how to be, uh, and set an intention around how I want to be in the world, and then do the stuff that supports that, then interestingly enough, all the have shows up. All yep. the stuff that you really do want will then show up because you're now sitting in a being space, a positive space, and you're not working yourself into the ground to get there. So when I when I read the, when I read the the secret, I, I read that. And I went, okay, that's all what the secret was all about. It was about have, be, and then you'll have. But you've still got to yeah. do. So yeah. um, and when in the doing, it's still you, you've got to you've got to um, you've got to go do the doing. You've got to pick up sticks and collect water, so to speak. Um, one of my other mentors, Rosalind uh, Tasker, many years ago, said she said shared with me um, uh, that before enlightenment, you've got to pick up sticks and collect water. Hmm. Uh, after enlightenment, you've got to pick up sticks and collect water. <laughs> so uh, so the whole thing is it's uh, the, the journey is about learning how to be and how to choose a positive being space so that you can create positive outcomes. Um, but you need to do, you need to be and then do and then have. Yeah. Um, and in, when you do it in that order, it works. Now, back to the question around the books. Um, what I, I do pick up books all the time, and but I'm not not a huge reader myself. So the way I've learnt is by by talking to people and connecting with mentors and coaches and clients and uh, connecting with all sorts of amazing people from around the world um, and sharing stories. Um, and through that storytelling, that's that's how I've, uh, I've picked up um, how to do what it is that I do and how to be how it is that I am. Amazing. Um, are there any anything that you think we've missed in terms of the conversation, specifically leading to insecurity? So that's the my intention around helping people free themselves from uh, agreements they've made around their own value and worth. And, and overcome this fear of not being good enough so that they are able to create, give, and, and learn. Uh, anything else you think that would be really useful for the listeners around that particular work in their life? Yeah, there's, 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 there's a big one that we haven't talked about yet, uh, and that's a doozy. Um, okay. 
and, and, and that is all about um, the fact that there's people in the world that don't want us to be successful. Uh, and there's mm. people in the world that get jealous of our success. Uh, so uh, you, people need to know that there are bad people in the world. Not not everyone out there is doing good things, mm. um, and there are some there's some really poor behaviour that happens in society, and and the poor poor behaviour is in governments, the poor behaviour is in businesses, the poor poor behaviour shows up in all sorts of ma- and manner of world. So, um, uh, the uh, this this uh, there's been a lot of conversations around bullying. Um, uh, you've, you've seen a lot of campaigns and a, a lot of anti-bullying and all that sort of stuff over the last 12 to 18 months. You, you, you've you've been aware of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah of course. So, yeah. Um, so so bullying in the workplace and and bullying in society is one of the things that that holds us back. From being successful and can actually hurt us, uh, and and it's it's, it's it, when it, when it shows up, it's about learning how to move through that quickly, and getting on the other side of it, and not allowing that energy and that behaviour to stop us from where we're going. Yeah. Um, so uh, people need to be aware that it exists. Now, um, uh, bullies, um, when that when they're intentional. Are very destructive and quite often people can't see them so uh, because what they do is they work in the background they undermine you uh, so I've had them in my one of my uh, one of my previous businesses I, I had a, a bully come in and undermine me he, he wanted my job he wanted my business but he didn't want to pay for okay. it um, and uh, what he did is he systematically undermined me when, when I didn't know what was going on. So he would go around to other people inside the organisation and um, little things that I wasn't doing well, he would make big, big deals of it. Um, and as a result of that, he undermined and he actually poisoned quite a few good people. Um, wow. And I had to actually exit them from the business because um, when I became aware of it, uh, my, my father was the one actually. Uh, I was talking to him one day, saying, "I don't understand. I've, I've given these people these amazing frameworks. I've given them this. I've given them that, but they're not grateful. I don't understand yeah. it. Uh, the energy in the business isn't right." And uh, then when we we discussed it, we find we we found out it we were being undermined. Uh, and Dad shared with me a story when uh, when he was building Canberra. Uh, he shared with me a story that a, a gentleman uh, uh, wasn't well, and he was he was about to pass away um, and uh, uh, this was many years after Dad finished the job and he was called down to Canberra by the minister um, and to meet this guy and, and Dad met this guy and the guy said to him, uh, Don, I'm, I'm really sorry uh, before I go away I just wanted to apologise um, and Dad said, what for? And he goes, well I undermined your business uh, because I thought you were, you were doing too well oh, yeah. uh, and I didn't think it was fair that you were doing too well, um, and so I undermined you. And 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 Dad goes, well, thanks. I didn't know about it, but thank you for letting me know. Um, and then when he got in the car to drive back home because he lived in Sydney, um, he he just all of the light bulbs went on, and he goes, oh my god, that's why I didn't get that component. Oh my god, that's why yeah. that went off the rails. 
and all of the things and all of the pain in his world uh, all of a sudden made sense. He goes, oh, this guy had been systematically behind the scenes um, destroying him or, or trying to upset him. Now, um, in business, uh, I, I, I share with all of the business owners and all the people I work with, um, you have to be careful of uh, people that do have a jealous streak in them. Um, because if you if you um, uh, activate someone with jealous jealous streak in them, um, they will actively work against you, but you, but often yeah. you won't know it. You won't know it. So when when you when you uh, when you're going through the hero's journey, um, it's really important to um, number one um, not not be showy. <laughs> so it's not about yeah. showing off wealth or showing off success, uh, because that just does piss people off. It. Um, uh, it, but it is all about being being aware that if you are being successful, uh, just being aware to make sure that there's not um, anyone with a jealous streak uh, playing uh, underneath the surface and eroding eroding your culture or eroding your foundations of your business without you knowing about it. So so going through and 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 what happens there is um, uh, those those people that play that game um, they play on the doubt. Yeah, so what sure. they do is they play on the doubt. So going back to our very first conversation, they they, they lean into that doubt and they add to that doubt, mm. um, and they they create they they help create doubt without any solutions. Um, mm. And so they're very very dangerous people. So um, uh, all I can say is uh, I've learnt my lesson. Uh, I know what they look like. I know how to deal with them. Uh, and as a result of that, no none of them ever show up in my world anymore. Um, and so it's, it's all about making sure that um, uh, you, you, you stay positive, you work towards a positive intention, um, and you do keep your eye out for, uh, for, for people who may want to um, uh, undermine you. And if, I mean, that's even built into the, the hero's journey framework because the idea of gatekeepers, people who, who are there designed to block your, your progress and say this far and no yeah. further. And for whatever reason, maybe they're jealous, maybe they're threatened, maybe they just don't want you to succeed. Uh, and so often their uh, their lies, well, if you go beyond me, you're going to be all alone. And, and as you said, they play on the doubt. So the strategy around keeping the end game in mind and being willing to jettison people, even even if it seems wrong or bad or people don't understand why you are moving beyond that person or exiting that relationship or... Um, shutting that person out of your life, the stakes are very high if you don't yep. find a way to push past negative influence. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. And it's, it's to have a zero tolerance to it. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah. so there's, there's another framework. Um, uh, one of my colleagues, Ross Hansen, uh, he showed me this framework there um, some time ago. And I just love it. I use it, I use it every day. Um, yeah, and, and showing showing people how to assess when when you're growing a business, um, business is all about building capability um, and having really positive energy towards uh, uh, um, overcoming the challenges uh, to create the success. Now, along the way, um, there's a framework we're using. If you if you just draw a, a box with a uh, with a cross in the middle of it, so you, you end up with four boxes. Um, and on the left-hand side, if you write the word value, um, and at the top, you write the word capability. Yep. Um, and then you write um, do 
on one of the boxes and don't on one of the boxes. Um, and what what ha- it's a very simple way of assessing uh, where where you're at up to, as well as where people are up to inside your organisation. So um, if uh, so, if someone doesn't uh, have capability and doesn't value your business and value the relationship, mm. uh, what what do, what's 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 the choice? What do you do? They've got to go, don't they? Yeah, they got to, they got to be exited. Yeah. Um, now, if someone does value your business and does uh, have capability, what do you do with them? Well, they've got to stay. Yeah, well, you, you reward them. Yeah, sure. Uh, but, not okay. but, but not necessarily, but not necessarily promote them. Don't necessarily okay. promote them. You you, you reward them uh, because promoting can mean that they actually then shift out of their capability. Okay, sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, but but if someone does value the business. Doesn't have capability. Say they've been promoted or they don't have capability. What do you do with them? We're well, gonna have to grow them. Yeah, you do. You have to train them. So yeah. you have to train them. You have to grow them. You have to give them mentoring, or you have to give them coaching, or you have to give them training. You have to develop them. Um, mm. Or, or sometimes they might value, and, you, and you've chosen to develop them, but they're not they're not that way inclined. So therefore, you've got to find a different role for them. Yeah, sure. So. If yeah, so you, if they value, you find a role or you develop them in some way. Uh, now, if someone um, has capability but doesn't value your business, what do you do with them? Hmm. That's a trap, I think, because they look like they're going to be useful, but I think they'll end up undermining. So do they have to be yeah. exited as well? They have to yeah. be exited. Mm. But this is where this is the mistake that I made in one of my previous businesses. Um, is, is I held on to them and I did a whole lot of cultural work trying to change the the fact that they didn't value the business. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and and but what they did is they just ended up undermining uh, and there was <laughs> yep. and and, the, and 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 poisoning the whole thing. So so therefore I had to exit them. Yep. So when when we go when we work with organisations, we use this framework to sort of say, okay, but firstly let's have a let's have a review. Um, yeah. Let's see, see 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 where the landscape is, and it is it is the hardest decision to make to exit someone that does have capability but doesn't value. Yeah. Uh, because quite often um, they're the one they they could be one of the top performers, uh, but what they're doing is they're they're holding all the other people back that do value the business. Yeah, so for sure. When, when when you do exit them, what you do is you, a lift of energy happens, and every weight a weight is lifted off the business, and all of a sudden those ones that were seemingly not performing start to stand up, and uh, they start performing and start shining. Mm. So it's, it's an extremely valuable framework. So uh, I've uh, and I, I'm sure, yeah, that's great, and I'm sure it has cross application into just even interpersonal relationships. Thinking about the network of friends, family, associates, uh, just thinking about who are the people that value and who are the people that have capabilities of, you know, key functions in your world and provide, um, you know, aspects of things that you enjoy and looking at do you hang on to people that are good at what they do and are, are good people but don't actually deeply value who you are um, or do you find a way of exiting those who are from your social settings as well for, because ultimately... They don't value you and your journey. They will undermine you. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they'll, they'll they'll be the ones that, that say the nasty little comment on the side, 
uh, right yeah. when you're not expecting it, and you go, where'd that come from? <laughs> and so, play on uh, your doubt. I, I, I ch- yeah, yeah. I, I choose not to be in relationship with that. I've learned so much through that, that experience, I've got to say. It was an incredibly powerful experience um, yeah. that, I, that I went through, and it was ex- extraordinarily painful. Uh, because I didn't, I just didn't know what was going on, and, and then when I worked it out, I went, "Oh my god!" Uh, so I yeah. now know that I now know it. I can see it, and I and I see it in businesses every single day. Uh, but we, yeah, sure. we, we've now got the we've got the processes to navigate around it, uh, which means that uh, uh, we can we we can create the success without being held back, which is lovely. Hmm. Um. Tim, I, I think that's a good place to leave the conversation. I feel uh, greatly enriched talking to you. It's been a spiritual experience. And thank you so much for sharing deeply out of the essence of who you are and not just what you know, but who you are. It's, it's been um, a very rich conversation and I'm sure people will find great value in it. So thank you so much. You're most welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. You've been listening to The Insecurity Project. If you're interested in finding out more about dealing with your own insecurity, check out the 30-day online Overcoming Insecurity Bootcamp. It combines high-quality frameworks with one-on-one coaching to help you eradicate the fear of not being good enough and give yourself permission to really flourish in life. For more information, check out jamonfraser.com.